Welcome to the Echo Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Justin Box. Hey. Happy New Year. Good to see you. You well? So good. Yeah, obviously full on. We've all got our private relationship with the Lord where we, we pray and, and talk to Him and and uh and i i i i don't like these times where we're almost forced to speak to him and pray and declare and need him to step in but i learn so much in it um and i just want to encourage you guys that there's always more going on obviously the the goal and the the priority is to focus on declarations and prayer but the lord's also doing stuff in us at the same time around belief and about what we actually believe is your prayer enough? Like, if it, if it was only you praying, would that be enough? Like, how many prayers do we need? Is, it, is there a magical number? Or is it just agreement? I mean, we, those questions, those, it's, we can't answer that. We don't know. But I just want to encourage us that this journey of being friends with God and I found myself actually declaring some stuff, like asking him what he wanted me to pray. Because often we can say I'm praying, but we actually never pray. <laughs> it's quite common that we'll say I'm praying for this and we actually never pray. We just say we're praying and we think we're praying, but unless it comes out of our mouth, we're not praying. Because <laughs> words are powerful and that's all part of prayer. But yeah, just, just want to encourage us as we're growing with the Lord. We're always growing with him. We're always learning. Disciples said, teach us how to pray. And then Jesus said, okay, great, pray like this. And went through that whole process with them to teach them how to pray. We grow in prayer. We grow in worship. We grow in intimacy. We grow in favor. Jesus, Luke 2.52, he grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God. He grew in the grace of the Lord. He grew in the ability to, to, to hear God and to, to know what the Father was about. He grew in that. It doesn't make sense because he was the Son of God. But he became the Son of Man so that the sons of men could become sons and daughters of God. Like this was the plan, to, to grow in this and not, not have formula, but to actually lean in as a friend. Because John 14, 15, 16 talks all about friendship, that we've been upgraded from slaves to friends. And, and, and it says, and, and friends know what the master's doing. Ephesians says that it's his, it was his kind intention to reveal his will. So I just want to encourage us as a church um, to, to grow in this as we're wondering what the heck is going on. As we're, there's, there's confusion. There's, what is going on? Like, this is full on. 12 million plus hectares. What? Why? What's going on? But to actually learn how to pray specific things. And I found myself praying for specific things and I had the belief in me that, that this specific prayer was... Um, actually doing something and it brought confidence and peace that my prayer was shifting something because I asked something specific is that cool sweet so um yeah I was uh we're we're paving um doing lots of landscaping at our place which is really exciting the buffalo grass is growing really well roots are deep now which is great and it's looking green and awesome and it's got a great sprinkler system and it's just awesome and amazing. And we're 
we're, we're deciding on pavers. Um, Lee's involved in the paver decision, even though I'm a landscaper and have been for 20 years and know what I'm doing. Um, know exactly what I'm doing. I am a landscaper, but no, no. Lee, Lee is involved in the decision. And we're, we're doing really well in our discussions and our communication around colours and textures and thickness of pavers. And 12 millimetres always cheaper, but 30 mils better to lay. Because um, I really want great suction under the cement and the paver and for that to join and never pop off. So the 30 mil is my preference, but that's a lot more expensive. And Lee wants a butler's pantry in the renovation. And 30 mil pavers might tip us over for her not having a butler's pantry. At the moment, there won't be granite in the butler's pantry. It will be laminate. But um, so maybe the 30 mil paver will allow her to have a laminate, but we'll see how we go. But anyway, that's happening all at once. And you know what? That's just life. And we do renos and we pay bills and we pray for fires and, and we go through rubbish and we more with those who mourn we comfort those um, who need it and we pray and encourage and we're generous and we're kind and we're empathetic and and we're all growing and we've got things that we want to see in this heaven to earth deal we're all still trying to figure it out some of us think like it can't happen some of us want it to happen some of us are, uh, are here and some of us are here and there's this whole thing always happening and no matter where we're at there's always opportunity amen and I was in the paver shop and the guy's name's Jersey and he's from Poland and he owns a paving shop. And uh, this is the testimony before my message. Um, and we're, we're just there looking at travertine and some different stones. And Jersey's there and he limps over to me full on and we've seen too much. And, and our standard is heaven and the culture of heaven and what heaven's about and what the kingdom's about. So limping's not there. So limping can't be here. Yeah? It's just true. He's given us the keys to the kingdom. He's given us the keys to the kingdom. So we ask the Lord what the keys mean and we hear his voice and then we speak or we declare and the keys unlock stuff. Yeah, that's prayer. We have the keys to the kingdom. I have, we have authority. He's gathered us in and he's sent us out. He's brought us close. He's revealed his will. He's revealed the kingdom and what it's all about. And he said, go. So that, that's all just, now I don't go through that in the paver shop, all the theology around it and my experience around it. I just know that it's not okay. And he's commissioned me. He's called me. He's requested of me. And he beautifully expects me to respond with anything that comes outside of the will of the Father. And bad hips are not in the will of the Father, believer or not. <laughs> it's just true. So I... Um, this was a different experience that, than I've had before. Because I said, I do have a cliched thing. Hey, my, this might sound weird, just to make it a little accessible for them. Um, but I said, hey, this might sound weird, but I'm a Christian. Can I pray for you? Because he needs a new hip. And doctors are awesome, and new hip will be good for him. But we're called to the miraculous life also. And, I, and, and his face, he's always been like... My perception of it, it's, it's always been quite firm and, and, and strong and we don't have relationships, so that might be just it. That's how he treats associates or people that buy pavers. So I'm not going to go too much into judging his heart, but just from what I see, it's not this welcoming, joyful experience. 
which is okay because I'm buying pavers off him and he doesn't need to be that. Um, but this was really different. When I asked him to pray, like it was full on. His face, it almost manifested like a child and the, the, the cry in his heart was like put in his face and his eyes and he's just staring at me and he said, yes. Like, do you want me to pray for you? And it was like shift in his face and like it was wild. It's hard for me to explain. But I looked at him because I've known like 10 years I've been buying pavers from him. Um, and I looked at him and his face is just like desperate. So then I just, I, I said, okay, we're just going to pray. And then I put my hand on his hip and he put his hand on mine. I mean, good etiquette is if it's a lady, I'd say, can you put your hand on your hip and I'll put my hand on you just to be appropriate and the, the power will go through your hand. Um, that's true, isn't it? Um, and, and anyway, so, but I did that and he sort of sandwiched mine almost like, oh, I'm just, all right, cool, we're doing this, great, that's good. And, he's, um, and we're just agreeing together. Anyway, so just b- began to pray and just bold, crazy stuff um, that, you know, we don't have to, they don't have to understand all the time. I love being accessible, making Jesus accessible to people. But, I mean, if we're going to play a crazy prayer and they don't understand but they get healed, guess who's accessible? <laughs> yeah? So, anyway, prayed. And, mass- and then just asked him how it was and I got him to walk around the paving shop and, and it's all, you just grow in this. I'm, I, fa- I battle fear every day, all the time. And you go, oh, look at this guy. He's just, it's easy. I'm like, it's full on. It's really hard. But I, I've gone hard after it and it's cost me a lot. Um, but anyway, I prayed for him and then just checked in on him. And, and um, he goes, oh, yeah, it might be. It feels a little bit better. It might be better. And then it started to get a little bit better. And we just got in the car, went to another place, came back because Lee wanted to get another sample. Um, that's okay. Why are you laughing? It's fine. I was fine. Anyway, I went back and asked him and he said it's a lot better and it feels so much better. And he's thanking me so much and he's soft and, he, he, you know, just like excited about it. And I just got to encourage him around Jesus. And, and it, like, I love this. Like, honestly, like, if that just happens every day, I'm, I'm good. Honestly, I'm good. Like, what happens here is awesome. And we'll continue to grow and pray and strategize and believe that this will just grow. And we know it's going to blow up. Like, we know it. Like, it's inevitable. <laughs> like, of course it's going to. Of course the influence of this place is going to be ridiculous. Like, of course we're going to be interviewed on TV. Like, of course. Of course there's going to be traffic problems out there. And we're going to have to talk to the council. And I'm not joking. <laughs> like, like it's going to happen. It's really exciting. But this whole deal is happening at the same time. This whole kingdom deal, this whole releasing deal, this whole power does come out of us when we pray like Jesus. He said, who touched me? They go, what are you talking about? You're a cat. What's going on? Crowds are pressing in on you. And he goes, yeah, yeah, no, no, I felt power come out of me. And the, and the woman got healed. Like, you have power in you. You carry power. But this whole thing around your prayers for fires and, and your mindset around seeing wheelchairs and family members that don't know Jesus is all around belief. Bold declarations don't work if you don't believe them. 
full on. But Jesus answered really beautifully to his disciples. How, why didn't this happen? And he goes, oh, you don't believe. <laughs> we can think we do, but the manifestation of things actually prove to us what we believe. And that's why we have, need people around us to encourage us and, and chat through things and ask questions and how are you doing with that? Because it's not all black and white. Because we're in process. So just because something didn't happen on Wednesday doesn't mean your prayer was ineffective. Because we're friends with God and we talk to Him and we, we're on a journey with Him and we're chatting with Him and we're talking with people and we're getting their perspective and we're reading the Word and getting the perspective of Jesus. So I want to encourage you around that because our whole point is heaven to earth. It's the whole point. It's the whole purpose. It's what we want to see. And it's defined by presence, health and influence. And presence, health and influence is, is everything that's on that board. If you want to know what presence means to us as a church, read the presence list. That's presence. If you want to know what health means, read the list. That's the health list that we believe. If you want to read the inf uh, what influence is about, read that list. Grab a booklet and read through it because that's our how. That's how heaven comes to earth when those things happen. The why is heaven to earth, but the how is all those 90 things and then some. Is that okay? So I spoke a message on December 9th around time. And I felt it was really, really significant around time. And we were talking about how um, time is, is a really big deal. And, and we joked a little bit around the whole time thing and having time off and, and all the cliches around time, wasting time, killing time. I'm not sure if I've got enough time and that whole deal. But, but the more I'm entering this new year and the more that we see New Year's resolutions and decisions and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and this year I'm doing this and this year I'm going to believe for this. And this whole deal about time is, is becoming more significant for me as we move forward and as we move on and as we prioritise the year and as we um, reveal some structural changes in the church and as we bring small groups in and as we talk about Sunday services and guests and conferences and all kinds of things that we're going to do this year, time is a really massive deal. Our theme for the year is together. But if we don't have the time, we can't be together. The time isn't the most important thing on earth. It isn't like a tenant of faith or a, a core belief. But without prioritising and valuing time, all these huge pillar truths can't actually happen. And I spoke of the story of Joshua and how us and Joshua are very similar. The call on his life was very similar to us, is to lead people into the promised land. It's very similar. And he was up against all kinds of obstacles, all kinds of cities, all kinds of kings, all kinds of attacks. The logistics of him taking Israel into the promised land, his army of 30,000 plus, and all the stuff that was going on in that, in that area, it was full on. He was prophesied who he was going to be. He took over a massive call. So inadequacy, insecurity, lack of confidence was high. That's why God said to him, you've got to be strong and courageous. Would you say it once to a person who was strong and courageous? But he said it three times. So you can imagine the state of Joshua and how he was, 
how he was and where he was at in his heart and, and his emotions and everything that he was going through at that time. It was all happening for Joshua. And I spoke about how that this is us because we've got the call on us and we want to see this stuff every day, but we've got all this stuff coming at us, left, right and centre. And now we've got this whole thing of together. So I don't have time for together. I don't have time for together. I'm just doing my thing, get it done, and we're good. And it's so easy, we can slip into that. And different personalities, different temperaments, can, can, different capacities can gravitate to that e- more easy. And then others are saying, I can't do it without anyone. And then other personalities can. But at the end of the day, together was the idea of heaven. I love what Jonathan Helser says. He says that the more that heaven comes to earth, the more the earth will look like family. The more that, the more that heaven comes to earth, the more heaven will, uh, earth will look like family. This whole together thing is a big deal because the point of Jesus coming was to reveal the Father. You can sum it all up with that. Yes, he came to destroy the works of the devil. Yes, he, became, he came to reconcile the, the world. Absolutely. But you can't do that unless the Father is revealed and people can believe in the one who he's representing. So Jesus came with this massive list, similar to Joshua, the call. We've all got these similar calls and mandates and missions. Joshua had it, we have it, and Jesus had it. And one of the first things that Jesus did was he chose 12 people. One of the first decisions that he made, knowing what he was sent for, he decided that he couldn't do it on his own. Full on. I mean, it's full on enough that Jesus had to grow in favour (laughs) and had to grow in wisdom and stature and favour with God. That's full on enough. But but the Godhead before the beginning of time thought that it was a good idea that Jesus bring 12 people close and he did this thing together. And he equipped them, he trained them, he gathered them, and then he sent them out when he went to be with the Father. He thought it was a good idea. They didn't think it was a good idea for him to do it solo. The Godhead didn't think it was a good idea for Jesus to come and share all about the Father and do it as an island. To do it independently but to actually gather them in and send them out his mission was heaven to earth but his method was together and Joshua had this similar mission of leading people into the promised land and I'll recap the story really quick but five kings gathered together to form a team to attack Joshua because Joshua partnered with Gibeon. And they were really threatened by that because Gibeon was a really big town. And partnering with that meant that Joshua's army was just getting bigger and they didn't like that. So they came hard at him and they tried to ambush him. But what, long story short, with all the logistics and all the full-onness, that Joshua was going through, he had five kings coming at him to attack him if it wasn't hard enough. And the Bible says that Joshua made a decree and God honoured the decree. And the decree was, let the sun and the moon stand still. Let the sun stand still. 
And the Bible says that God actually responded to Joshua's bold declaration because he believed it. And the sun stood still and time stopped. And the Bible says that all the enemies were defeated, that the sun stood still until all the enemies were defeated. And I just feel that as a church, as a group of people, if we don't grab a, get a hold of this time thing, time will have us and we won't have our time. And we will live exhausted, tired, out of control lives where we're constantly being pushed to and fro, back and forth, up and down by time instead of us managing and planning and declaring and, and, and making great decisions around time. Because the Lord really values this. It's not his intention that you're frazzled. It's not his intention and it's not his design and you weren't created to be, I'm just running out of time. It's not the plan of the Lord. Is there much to do? Of course there is. Are you wearing lots of hats? Yeah, you are. Perhaps that's another conversation with those that love you really well. Should you be wearing all the hats? Not everything is urgent and important, as we shared last message. If you haven't listened to it December 9th, you can listen to the full message. But this whole time thing's a big deal, and it was a big deal to Joshua. The Bible says that Jesus came at the fulfillment of the perfect time. He was only here three and a half years in ministry form. So nothing was, everything was on purpose. And we've got this life that we're called to. That our single prayer can cause rain. Elijah was a man just like us. Elijah was a man just like us. What's the next? The prayer of the righteous man is powerful and effective. We've been called to much. This time thing's a massive deal. I feel like if we don't prioritize time, then together can't happen. And I just want to encourage you around these two Greek words for time, and then we'll look at together. And then I feel there's a word of the Lord for this year around together. Is that okay? Are we happy? Yeah? So good. The ancient Greeks had two words for time. Kronos and Kairos. And we still use that word Kronos because it's in the word chronological. It refers to clock time, time that can be measured, seconds, minutes, hours and years. Where Kronos is quantitative, Kairos is qualitative. It measures moments, that's kairos. It doesn't measure seconds. Further, it, re it refers to the right moment, the opportune moment, the perfect moment. The world takes a breath and it pauses before it exhales and fates can be changed. Kronos is chronological and sequential. It's ongoing. It's the large perspective of time. It's time as a whole, which is real life. We're governed by it. But there's another level of time that I feel the Lord wants to breathe on and encourage us and release a grace 
on us and in us and for us so that we don't live exhausted, tired lives, so that we can actually step back and it feels like time has stopped. So that we can do everything that we have been called to do. And we don't feel rushed and we don't feel stressed and we don't feel overwhelmed and and our heads below the water, but we can actually look back because we're friends with God and we're seated in heavenly places and our perspective has changed and it's almost like we can stand back because He's for us and He's with us and He wants time to be on our side, not time be on a negative side. And we can look back and go, I need to do that. I need to do that. And He wants us to identify this Kairos because Kronos, chronological, sequential time will always happen. But Kairos does not. Kairos is the right time. It's the critical time. It's an opportune moment. It's a a specific grace-filled moment that appears, but then it goes. When we start to manage our time, time will feel like it's stopping, which will allow us to see clearly what is Kronos and what is Kairos. God has called us to a life beyond our wildest dreams, but if we don't address this time situation, then we will stay slaves to time. And it will be difficult to enter into the fruit of the fullness of the life that he's called us. Is that okay? Together is such a big deal. I'm talking about time. I'm talking about together. We're looking at Joshua. We're looking at Jesus and we're looking at us. All have similar calls. All have similar responsibilities. All look different, but it's very similar. Jesus' mission with heaven to earth was around being together. Henry Ford said, coming together is the beginning. Keeping together is progress and working together is success. Jesus chose the 12, Jesus gathered the 12, and then Jesus sent out the 12. He took time to gather the 12 together. Matthew 10, chapter 1, Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority to cast evil spirits out and heal every kind of disease and illness. Jesus called the disciples together. He gathered them together and then he sent them out. Matthew 10, 7 to 8. And then after he gathered them together, he sent them out. He said, as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers and cast out demons. Freely you give, freely you have received, now freely give. Not an offering message, it's a power message. Freely you've received power, now freely give power. And contained in that power is all the solution that is needed for every problem you ever face. He gathered them together and he sent them out. It was a great idea that Jesus sent them out two by two. He was so passionate about together. He couldn't do this mission on his own, so he gathered the 12. It wasn't a good idea that he sent them out solo. So he said, you know what? Together is kingdom. Family is kingdom. We're going two by two sent them out two by two. The word together is actually used more times in the Bible, in the book of Acts, than any other book. The word together is used the most in the book of Acts than any other time, any other book in the Bible. 
together. It's a really big deal. And it's often the scariest deal because together requires stuff from us. Together requires like identifying if we've got friends. Together requires stuff like, do I have a best friend? Together requires that I've got to actually let people in to see the real me. And maybe no one's ever seen it. And my social media actually presents a kind of me, but no one's ever actually seen the real me. Because if they really knew the real me, they wouldn't want to hang out with me. Or they'd judge me. Or they'd treat me a certain way. Together actually requires an incredible amount of courage. Committing to together actually requires us an incredible amount of courage. It requires us to be brave. It requires us to be vulnerable. It requires us to be honest. It requires us to let people in, even if we've been hurt before. It requires us to ask the Father to help us. It requires us to ask the Father to to breathe on relationships. It requires um, us to actually be one with God and understand how He sees together and how His perspective is on together. Because it's not okay for us to say, I don't do together. It's okay to have hurt around it. It's okay to be confused around it. It's okay to not be okay that it just feels weird and it's hard. That's all okay because that's real and we don't stuff emotion down and we don't stuff memory down and we don't stuff experience down. But the actual thing that you need to do this together thing is a person, (laughs) is the Lord, is his voice, is his word to get his perspective on together because you can't, Take out the whole kingdom deal. You can't do this life on your own. Like, you just can't. Like, I'm just weighing it up at the moment. I'm just, I share with a few people, I was driving in my ute the other week. And I'm just like, what's required of me? I don't know if I want to do it. Like, serious. I'm like, what is required from me to see my dreams fulfilled in the area of the kingdom and God and what he's called me to, I was really honest. I just said, I don't know if I can do this. Because how I'm living right now, I'm like, I'm not going to see it. (laughs) And I'm seeing some cool stuff, but it's like, it's a speck of what I want to see. And I'm like, man, this is going to take some effort. (laughs) Like, no games sort of stuff. This is, and we don't, we're not... It's not going to be legal. I'm not talking legalism. I'm not talking control. I'm not talking like intense, harsh punishment if you don't. You suck if you don't. You don't go to heaven if you don't. None of that. None of that. Our salvation's secure. The Bible says we can go in just escaping through the flames. That's all right. We can do nothing and just get in. That's okay. We can do that and have no reward. Like that's all real. And we'll spend eternity with him amazing and we can just hang on and believe everything's getting worse and just say get us out of here jesus or we can we can read those red words and we can go wow i've believed that but you never spoke like that and i'm thinking man this is going to take some effort this is going to take some sacrifice now I'm just reminded of these words like Jesus, like for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. And the disciples said, hey, are you hungry, master? He's like, 
No, no, no I'm, not, I'm not hungry. Yeah, I know we walk 12 hours, but my food is to do the will of the Father. He was just like otherworldly. He, he, he thought different. His economy was upside down. It, it didn't make sense. You give and you get more and you, you increase that and you become a magnet for blessing. Like we can actually put our, our hands that were made from dust on a person and cancer can leave their body. And like he expects us to believe that it's true. And not only that, but he helps us on the journey into believing. That's why Paul said, may the God of hope, the confident, eager expectation of good, that's hope, may that God that's full of hope, which is the confident, eager, joyful expectation of good, which is the critical ingredient for prayer. Because if you don't have hope, then if you don't believe that something good is coming out of your prayer, then that's, that's going to hurt you. Proverbs says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. So we're all over the place this morning and I'm fine, totally fine. My New Year's resolution, no, no, I'm not going to go there. I was going to say my New Year's resolution wasn't to entertain you. Oh, but I won't say that. Um, I will not say that because some people might take that offensively. So I won't say it. But man, this is, this is full on. I'm like, am I, am I going to do this? And I'm like, well, I've tried to do it on my own. And then I, then I understood mothers and fathers and their role and the highest form of leadership is not a leader, but it's a mother and a father because they treat sons and daughters like a mother and father. And I'm just going through this thing at the moment where I'm like, okay, I've got to make some changes because time's got me. You know, when I shared in December about that I'm in this, I'm in this. But I feel like there's some other people in this as well. Like time has me. Oh! And I, and I want to go on a journey that the goal is that I'm okay with commitment, I'm okay with discipline, I'm okay with sacrifice, I'm okay with going after this thing. Because I know that there's, there's joy in it. There's hope in it. There's growth in it. There's connection in it. There's things that I can't get unless I commit to this. This time thing is a massive deal. If we don't, like together's more important than time. But if we don't make the time to be together, then this heaven to earth deal can't happen. Heaven to earth was the mission of Jesus, but the method of Jesus was together. I mean, it was so full on. I might say it a third time. Do you realise that in the book of Acts, because I don't think you heard me, that the word together is used the most in any other book of the Bible. And I want to read some of those scriptures. Is that okay? Awesome. Yeah, you okay? Yes. Acts 1.4 And being assembled together, he instructed them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to await 
the promise of the Father, which was the power of the presence of God, which equipped them to tell everyone about Jesus confidently and bravely because they knew what happened with us. Acts 4.24, Peter and John said, We cannot help but speak about what we've seen and heard. And what was the fuel behind that? The presence of God in them. The grace of the Lord in them. Great power and great grace the apostles moved in. But they were together. If four of them weren't there together and Jesus said that, they missed that. They get it secondhand from, you know, one of the other cats. Matthew's like, Nathaniel, where were you? Jesus said this crazy thing about the promise that we've been believing for like years. And he wasn't there. And he gets it secondhand. It's like, oh, no, I don't believe you. But Jesus like gathered them together so we could make an announcement to the team because he believed in together. Are you with me? So, when, so how's this? Before Pentecost, before the presence fell, this is what the Bible says. And they were in three and a half years of together with Jesus. Jesus modelled Father. Jesus modelled together. He, he modelled team. He sent them out two by two. He didn't mix his words. He was doing miracles, signs and wonders, but his messages were consistent with family and value and honour and treating people right and not taking the head of the table but there and those that are last are first and all this teaching about honouring and value and people and love and kindness and it was a big deal, but the power was happening as well, which is the full gospel. He gathered them in and he sent them out and this is Acts and they grabbed a hold of it. Acts 1.14, they all met together and were constantly united in prayer. I don't think they could have been united in prayer if they didn't constantly meet together. Something happens in relationship when there's a consistency, when there's a, a continuous decision to meet together. We've heard the history of Ken and Melanie of their small groups and meeting together. I just love what's happening out of Bethel. It's dear to my heart. But Chris, Danny and Bill decided 30 years ago to do it together. And we've only seen external fruit over the last 10 to 12, 13 years. And the global impact a tiny church is having. And it's all because of covenant relationships where they all could have been senior leaders and they all were at some point. But they've said to each other, we're in this together. We're choosing one another. This whole crazy situation with um, the, the little girl, Olive, that passed away and then the, the world, a lot of the world was, well, I won't say that either, but a lot of people were praying for resurrection because Jesus commanded us to do it. And there was many Christians saying, how dare you do this? And it's like, are you weird? Like, do you read the Bible? Or do you read the Bible? Last I heard, Easter's all about a resurrection. Last I heard, Jesus said that you'll do greater things than I did. Last I heard, when he sent them out, he said, Cleanse the, cleanse, the, cleanse the whatever, cleanse the lepers and raise the dead. Last time I heard that Jesus never went to a funeral and the person stayed dead. But there's a stronghold in our mind around it. A stronghold in our mind around it. Where we think a cough is harder for God. It's just a stronghold of belief. We simply don't believe. They all met together and were constantly united in prayer. Constantly together. Consi I said this when we took over. Consistency causes momentum. 
and momentum causes our why to happen. Check this one out. Together is a big deal. If we don't make time, if we don't allow us to have time, then we can't be together. Acts 2.1. So Jesus said, he got them together and announced, guys, you've got to stay together in Jerusalem until the promise is released. And that is the presence, the indwelling presence of God. Then they kept praying and were united in prayer. That word prayer is pros UK. P-R-O-S, pros, is the same word with. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. That word with is pros, the first part of prayer. What does it mean? Great question. It means to be with, to be intimately with. It means face to face. It means intimate. It's full on. And it's the word for prayer. Pros UK, pros UK, to be with. They were with each other in prayer, but they were also with God in prayer. So there's this combination of being with Jesus. Acts 4.10, the, the Sadducees said, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. Being with Jesus in prayer, with people. I'm not sure if there's anything better. I'm not sure if there's any other outside of sexual relations in a marriage, if there's anything more intimate than actually being with someone and praying. Because you are with God, you are face to face with God, you are pros with God and you are together with people. And you're seeing different elements of God in them as they're praying, as they're crying out to God, as they're, they're, the overflow of what He's been doing in them is being expressed. And you're growing from afar, but you're together. And they were constantly united in prayer together. Amen? Massive deal. And then Pentecost hits. And guess what Acts chapter 2, verse 1 says? And when they were all together, the Holy Spirit fell. And when they were all together, would the Holy Spirit have fallen if they weren't together? Don't think so. Not a biblical comment. Just a commentary. If other people can write commentaries, surely I can add a couple. I'm not sure. There was 120. Is, it this, is there something, is there a link here with uh, 2 Chronicles 5, 14 to 18 with the 120? The priests being in the temple when the ark was brought back in. Is there a link there? I think there is. The priest couldn't minister because the glorious presence, the Bible said, filled the temple, the cloud. And when they were all together, the Holy Spirit fell the day of Pentecost. And then it was just wildness. They were accused of being drunk. They were just intoxicated in the presence. And it's a beautiful thing. Just release that right now. Hmm. Amen. They were all believing for a move of God. They were all together in one place. They were, they, they were with Jesus. They, they were understanding together. They were, they were taking on the why. It took him a while. You read the story of Peter. It took him a while to get the why. It took him a while to understand, Jesus, what's your vision and communication model? Okay, we've got the why, there's, there's something around the why. the why, this is the reason and purpose for our existence as a church. Yeah, okay, I'm getting that, I'm getting the signs and wonders, I get the testimonies, I get the worship's going a little bit longer now, the presence held influence, I'm, I'm understanding it, I'm sort of a bit confused, I'm not sure. They took time to understand it. But there was something happening in them where Peter said, I cannot leave you, Jesus, 
you have the words of life. And when they were all together, Peter got up and explained the whole thing. Peter was consistently together with Jesus. He was one of the three. So he got together better than anyone. And he was still confused on the journey. But who had the privilege of getting up and saying, Guys, this is that which Joel prophesied. And he spat out Joel chapter 2 and, and, and explained it all and said, Guys, I know it's weird. This is why we've got to repent. Because we've been doing things one way, but the wine skin is changing and your mindset has got to change. You've got to renew your mind. You've got to change the way that you think. So he's saying, repent. He's saying, you've got to change the way that you think or you're going to miss out on this whole deal. This whole together deal, this whole kingdom deal, this whole you matter deal, we need you deal. And then when the threat came, the persecution, Peter and John raised the guy up outside the gate beautiful in Acts chapter 3. They were led before the Sadducees in Acts chapter 4 and they were drilled and beaten and, and told they couldn't preach anymore. And what did they do? They gathered together. What did they say? All the believers were together and had everything in common. No, that's not the one. Um, and now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. It said, when they had heard the report, all the believers lifted their voice together in prayer. So they got persecuted and they gathered together because they were a team and they, they prayed together. The Bible says that all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. Not gossiping, not judging, not stereotyping, not being critical, but actually preferring the best, believing the best and committing to together. Is, there's a massive link between the signs and wonders and miracles and the preaching of the gospel that went out in the favour of the Lord and the grace of the Lord that was on all of that. The key was together. Hands down. Mitchy, can you jump up, mate? That would be really good. Together. 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 Time. If we don't have time, we can't be together. Consistency causes momentum and momentum causes the why to happen. Without momentum, without this snowball effect. It's like a train, a train starting an inch away from a five foot concrete wall can't knock the wall over. But if the train's traveling at 80 kilometers an hour, it goes right through the wall. Momentum's a big deal. Momentum's a big deal. Enthusiasm's a big deal. Passion's a big deal. Hunger's a big deal. All the other stuff's real. Pain, hurt, disappointment, frustration. That's all real. Offense, all that stuff's real. 
But the only reason those things remain is because there's no conversations. The only reason offence, bitterness, unforgiveness and all the junk remains in a person's life is because there was no conversations. There was no questions about that person. It's because there wasn't any together. So if we can position our hearts this year to go, you know what? You love Joshua the same as me. The call on me logistically is a little bit different, but spiritually it, it could be bigger. And the time thing I really want to be on top of. And I, and I said in December, I feel it now, that the Lord wants to release a grace. There's a specific grace I feel that he wants to release over you for you to be on top of time. Not just so things can be cruisy, because things are about to step up. The commitment, the discipline, these, these words that have now become scary in the church. I mean, we get scary of a word that came out of disciple. Discipline. Habits, routines, they're all beautiful things that the devil wants to pervert and turn into striving and legalism where you've got to read a chapter a day and if you don't, shivers. But he wants to release a grace over you for time. But the time, I feel, is linked to together. I can do it on my own. You can't. I've tried. I know. You just can't do it. So I'm just really believing that there's this, this grace that falls and drops where time starts to stand still, which releases us to be together. There is nothing like being in the room. Small groups are going to start and there's going to be nothing like being in that room to build relationships, to build friendships, to why not, why, why not believe that there can be some friendships that are a decade long, two decades long, three decades long. The, the, uh, the, girl that, the little girl that passed away at Bethel, one of the leaders of the young adult ministry, Chris Cruz, he wrote a post. If you're on Instagram, Google Chris Cruz, Chris Cruz, CC, Chris Cruz, and read the post. And he talks about that 10 years ago, him and about 10 friends, females as well, Peter Mattis was in that group as well, they committed to each other. And he said that if we didn't commit to each other, we could not have believed together for what we were believing for. We could not have mourned together. We could not have championed each other. We could not have held like 40 hours worth of prayer meetings. We could not have, we could not have done it if we did not commit to each other. And he's just massive on together. The young adult ministry did together for four months last year. I had no idea. Let's stand to our feet.